0: out there, we're on the air, it's Rink Moose Talk tonight, the beers are cold, the mics light up, and And the the boys boys get get set to fight, the gloves come off, opinions get thrown, and Someone someone slips on ice, one man howls, the other scowls, but the show must go on. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can
1: name,
0: and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. You're an announcer with a long stick. From time to time, with hockey flows That's more shots known. and shots nose, Pierre Maguire's life, not John's a leaf, Ovechkin's teeth, and Hoffman's crazy wife. When Carrie slumps and Bergevin stumps. lap not laughing. Jokes aside, it's podcast time. And Rink Moose is the name. Oh, good old hockey game! It's the best game.
1: Greetings and salutations, and welcome. To episode 34 a very special episode 34 of the rink moose hockey podcast a weekly episodic podcast where two good pals get together and discuss all things nhl and their implications in fantasy hockey today of course being a very special episode where we run through our playoff i am happy my name is nick I'm happy to be joined by my co-host, Kyle Nice, who seems to be very sour on this Monday evening.
0: Am I right, Kyle? No, not in particular. Just a long night, you know.
1: See, I just figured you'd be sour given, you know, you're doing this where you could be watching the, uh, the NCAA championship game.
0: Oh, no. no I know, listen- I know
1: you've, really, you've really come to hone in on the, on, the, on the March madness, and it's your new thing. You know, you're, it's, it's your new, 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 new sport to follow. And, and I figure you, you're, you'd be disappointed. You're not getting to catch that final game.
0: Well, here's the thing, Nick. I, uh, when people were giving me advice on choosing my bracket, they're really saying like, oh, you, you, you just got to pick the wild card teams. You just never know what happens. And I, I followed the advice to a T I chose a bunch of random picks mixed in with some decent picks too. And uh, I was just scuppered too early, Nick. I was done mid-tournament before the, uh, the Sweet 16 even got around. So I just kind of lost interest after that. Like, once your bracket's busted, it's kind of done. Let's be honest. I don't really care about who wins. It just does my bracket do well. So that yeah, was a good experience, and I'm excited for it. But you know what, Nick? Spring is in the air, and there's, uh, there's other brackets to attend to. And uh, actually, even if I did have a horse in that race, it just wouldn't be able to get any of my attention because, you know, it's uh, it's playoff time in the NHL and there's no better time in the entire year. So I'm fired up, Nick. Fired up.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, but between this and, and the Masters, of course, this weekend, it's it's the best we're approaching the best weekend in all of sports and uh the best month of all of sports being april you know with with the baseball opening up and and the hockey first round and we all know the first round is the most exciting you know the players are fresh you know all the injured guys are all are all ready to go and uh that the pace the physicality is going to be top notch and uh it's 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 that time of year it's just a great time of year
0: and not to mention the basketball we got the raptors going good here You've got uh, NCAA uh, hockey, you've got uh, CHL hockey, you've got World Championships coming up. Like, what the hell, man? How do you get anything done? I know you're in exams. I I got a a tough month coming here. I don't know how we're going to get anything done. Like, are you going to be watching all these games, Nick, with all your studying? Well, you
1: know me, I mean, I'm I'm an early bird. I'm not a night owl, (laughs) so I don't. My brain shuts off, you know, come 8 o'clock. It just doesn't process anymore, Wow. and uh, I have no excuse but to watch these games. So um, Good that, you. that's
0: that's my game plan. Are you going to watch the ten thirty games or the ten? O'clock oh yeah, games that, well
1: that's the big one, right? I mean that I mean those are the series I'm most looking forward to.
0: <clears throat> the Colorado,
1: I, uh, the the the. I mean Wednesday we got the Vegas and the, uh, um, the Vegas. San Jose.
0: And, oh, and all, yeah.
1: my, all my exams, they're all w- afternoon, 1 p.m. exams. So I will most certainly be up late watching those ones. Good stuff. Good stuff. Just get so, the coffee going. Just get the coffee going. I know. the hockey.
0: And the other thing is... Oh, go on. What's that?
1: Well, I, I was just going to say, like, I know you have that rule where you don't like watching games on the West Coast, right? Like
0: Well, it's not a rule. You, for those of you who
1: don't know, Kyle does not draft... West Coast hockey players in fantasy because he won't be able to watch them. He won't be able to keep track of them. That's his. That's his guideline. He's an Eastern Conference guy. Well, <clears throat> conflicted right now with the, with the schedule, right? I mean, your, your wow. abs—they're going to be playing some late ones.
0: There. I know it's upsetting, but listen, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not uh, limiting myself here. I'm. It's not a, a rigid rule. And to be honest, Colorado's in my top three most exciting. Uh, series to watch this this first round here, so I'll be staying up late, Nick. And like you said, the coffee's gonna get you through, and uh, you're just gonna have to suffer for it. And to be honest, I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of gym time. That's the one thing that's <laughs> gonna have to get cut here. Yeah. So three yeah. on three, forget about it. It's it's gonna, gonna take suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, now uh, here's
1: my, here's my question. Here's a huge question because I got the lowdown on the broadcasts this morning. Okay. Um, the insider knowledge, which. Which commentary team will you be watching the Avs series, the Avs in Calgary? Will you be listening to Gord Miller and Ray Ferraro, who will be doing the games for NBC? Or will you be listening to the
0: uh, the guy in Colorado who you just love very much? Do not be ridiculous, Nick. I will be listening to Mark Moser and his and Moser, his crazy team of people and that's the whole re. He, I still have his ringtone <laughs> on my crazy phone. Crazy
1: team of people.
0: <laughs> that guy's a clown, and I'm telling you, Nick, I still <laughs> have him as my ringtone. One year later, that uh, that guy just brings electricity to any game. He's unbelievable. So I, yeah, obviously, I'm gonna do the Mark Moser. I've heard enough of Ray and Gordon, and the guys. I, I, they can they can take a nap. Fair enough. What do you say we get into this? it's gonna be a long yes, one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's do this. We don't we don't know what we
1: just signed up for, but we're gonna go ahead with it anyways.
0: Yeah, folks. So here's how it's gonna break down. Nick and I are gonna run you through each and every first round series, and then uh, at the end of it all, we're gonna reveal the rest of our bracket. But we're not gonna break down each and every matchup from there, as uh, as you should know. That's just too much stuff. But we're gonna get we're gonna get nitty gritty and conversational about each series. And we're gonna pick a winner, and in how many games? So, uh, Nick, I think the way we're gonna do this is start in the West Coast, and we're gonna start right at the tippy top of the bracket with the top of the West versus the last wild card here, Calgary versus Colorado. Ooh, let the debates begin. So, how I characterize this series? Just quickly on my notes here, I said best in the best in the West versus the scrappy underdogs. David versus Goliath. Statistically one of the most lopsided series out there, Nick. Um, so, the way I kind of wanted to uh, break it down first is I wanted to go by position. So, goaltending, followed by defense, followed by offense. Uh, I'll just say a couple things, and then I'll ask you your opinion, and we'll chat about it. But uh, we'll get it going on goaltending here. Now, this, of all things could be this great Calgary team's Achilles heel in my opinion now I don't care what anybody says I don't have faith in either Mike Smith nor David Riddick and (laughs) neither one of them have had really seasons to write home about we've got 23 wins for Mike Smith with an 898 a 272 and uh, that's on a team with quote-unquote awesome defense it's not good now look at David Riddick. He's a bit better statistically. Twenty-seven wins, a nine eleven save percentage, and a two sixty one. Nick, what are your thoughts on this Calgary goalie tandem? And is it possible that we see both of these guys at some point in this playoffs?
1: Well, I, I'm personally concerned to hear that Mike Smith seems to be the guy who's gonna get the nod <clears throat> night one. Mm. I uh, I would have thought otherwise. I mean, the I know veteran. he's a veteran, and, and you often want to give the ball to the to the veteran to start things up. But I'll be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this of this player. Um, I think as we we've seen some of the goals go in, odorous to say the least. Mm. Um, this is concerning. This 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 could be an X factor in the series because as I've made it known, and we made this known on the last episode. Is I I'm bullish on this team outside of the goaltending <laughs> position, but and I and I don't even I don't even hate Riddick very much. I think he's a he's a sound goalie. I really do. But for just the fact that Mike Smith starting this series just really rubs me the wrong way. And if you ask me, I'm all about who's hot, who's not. Ah. And if you ask me, Grubauer is as hot as any goalie in the NHL right now. Grubby, and it's scary. It's it's very scary. And oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Cal- they're going to have, and and I don't care who's in that, Riddick or Smith, the way he's playing right now, Grubauer is going to have the edge there. So if I'm giving goaltending to one of these two teams, I'm giving the edge to Colorado.
0: No, I can't help but agree, Nick. I mean, it's hard to deny this, this Grubauer guy. He's got now, consider this is over a full season. He's got a 9 17 with 18 wins and a 264. Now, imagine how those numbers have improved over the last 25 games. It's probably gone up insurmountably. And uh, the other thing is here, Nick, that we have to consider. Now, Grubauer has been playing playoff hockey for a while now, for weeks just to battle his way into this into this playoff so they're battle tested he's ready to go he's been, been playing high pressure hockey so I think Grubauer and the other thing is he wants another chance Nick he had his shot last year he got uh, canned after two games this guy looking is looking for redemption he's a talented goalie and I think uh, there's no there's no debate here Goaltending goes to Colorado um defense Nick. Now, this is where things could get a little interesting on my end. So, when you're looking at Calgary, obviously Giordano leads the way. I think he was both of our Norris vote. Uh, He's followed closely by TJ Brody, Noah Hannafin, Travis Hamanick, Fantenberg, all very solid guys. Now, let's look at the Colorado end. You have Tyson Berry, who's the offensive juggernaut. He's balanced out by Eric Johnson, Zadorov. They both bring... Uh, that physical sandpaper element of the game, Gerard, Ian Cole, and potentially Kale McCarr down the line. We'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, just really quickly on when you look at this core. I mean, obviously Giordano is the polarizing figure at both ends. He'll be really hard to manage, and uh, they'll have his. the The thing here about Giordano, Nick, is I think he's going to have his hands full. When worrying about the McKinnon line, he's going to be tasked with shutting down that main line. So I think that in itself will limit his offensive production. Now I think he's going to be great on defense. I think he's going to do an okay job containing that line. But I think that when the coach sits him down, Giordano, Mr. Norris, please. You got one job out there. Focus on shutting the McKinnon line down. Now, um, you might say to me, Nick, listen. Uh what's what are they how what's he going to do on the power play? Like McKinnon's not out there on the power play. Well, the fact of the matter is the Calgary power play just isn't that good. So uh I think um Giordano might be neutralized by the top line there, but uh they got some really solid depth too. So let let's hear your opinion on the Calgary D versus the Colorado D.
1: Yeah. Thanks to content in my mind. I I think I think Calgary overwhelms Colorado on, on defense and I'll tell you why um, I, I I look at their three lines and they're all potent uh, Giordano and Brody it's it's a perfect fit a puck mover and a shutdown guy arguably the Norris trophy winner who doesn't want the Norris trophy winning defenseman on their team if, if I have the Norris trophy winning defenseman on my team we're getting past the first round that's the mindset of this team and Giordano he can shut guys down he can produce on the power play he's just can contribute at all facets of the game second unit Hannafin and Hamanick I believe Han Hamanick is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league you just watch him play the number of just solid defensive plays he makes are amazing he has a great stick he's able to get the puck off a lot of guys he's very physical big reason why he was a very coveted player when he was being shot by the Islanders just a few years ago so that 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 tandem to me is solid and and I'm I'm bullish. I, I, I told you at the trade deadline, I'm a big fan of him. He was with the Kings last year. Um, great puck-moving defenseman. If you look at the Corsi, since he arrived there, he's fit in beautifully based on what I'm reading here and his possession and his all those statistical numbers that I know you don't like so much, Kyle. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm bullish on all three <laughs> of those units. And, and to me, Colorado, all I'm going to say about their defense is this Kale McCarr kid... To me, he's basically like the dust that's sitting in front of you right now. What? He's like he's just he's non-existent. That's Kale McCarr. Like to me, Kale McCarr is this abstract concept that just hasn't found its existence in the world yet. Like it's just it's just it's just vanished. Like it's not there. It hasn't like just appeared yet. And and until I see this guy, to me, he's just some. Like abstract concept. He's not a human being. And and, and that's how I'm viewing this kid. Until I see him, I don't believe this kid's a player. So, I don't know what the fuck's happening with the NCAA. I mean, what are (laughs) they doing? Are they in the Final Four now? Like, what is going on? The playoffs start Thursday or they start Wednesday or, yeah. So, or actually yeah, they start Thursday. So, I don't know. To me, they're going to need that kid and I don't see that kid right now. Because... When Sammy Gerrard's on your first pairing defense, like that, that's not going to cut it. As much as I love the kid and his spin moves, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to do the trick against this
0: Calgary team. You know what, Nick? I will go to bat for this defense. In the last 25 games of the season, they have been statistically better than the Calgary Flames. Now we're talking pa- penalty kill, team save percentage, and goals against average. In the last 25 games... They have been a better defensive squad, and that is according to the article on the Athletic, which you so, so trustingly uh, read every day. So what do you? How I, did you I get I access
1: to the Athletic? M-
0: maybe I had a free trial. Who knows? Who knows, <laughs> Nick? I right now I'm looking at, at Sam Girard and what he did last year. There was at times last year against Nashville where he was a game breaking talent. The way he skates the puck up the ice—I I don't even want to get into it. I'm, I'm looking at this defense, and I'm and I'm liking what I'm seeing. I, I'm not even ready to to say Calgary runs away with this matchup. I say bring it on, and uh, I think you're gonna see Tyson Berry work his magic on the power play, and that's where Colorado can find their edges on the the special teams here. Because as I said, the Calgary power play is trash, trash, Nick, trash. So I'm just going to, I'm I'm going to say it's, for me, it's a wash. Now, I, I don't, uh, I, I know not, not a lot of people will agree with that, but uh, I, I got to look at the recency bias here and also because I am biased and uh, I'll say it's a wash on defense and bring me some more kale and I'll be, uh, I'll be ready to, to give the advantage here. All right, let's move on. I think we're pacing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're doing just fine. Let's
1: let's let's touch on the forwards here.
0: Yeah. So offense. <clears throat> so I'm just gonna quickly go through a couple of studs on each side here. Uh, studs on Calgary: Gaudreau, Monahan, Kachuk, and Lindholm. Each of them had 70 plus points. Some of them had 90 plus points. Uh, studs on Colorado: McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. Now here's where the Achilles heel of the Avalanche come in. This is the I mean, if, if it's goaltending for Calgary, it's it's, for, it's scoring depth for the Avalanche. Now, I, I can take this top three on Colorado and put them up against any team in the league. I don't care if if you want to go Goudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk, Lindholm. I'll, I'll take these three guys. But when you look past these top forwards, it's not looking too good for the Colorado Avalanche. And couple that with the fact that Rantanen has, has been injured. I expect him to be in the lineup for Game 1. And uh, it's, it's not too great. I mean, you've got guys like Broussard down there. Uh, you've got guys who have known to show up in big games. Uh, Kerfoot has really stepped up recently on that top line. So I, I'd actually love to see Kerfoot stay there and, and have Rantanen uh, lead that second line. But uh, there's no getting around it, Nick. The Calgary forwards are are just far superior when it comes to depth and they've got guys like Kachuk who can be major x-factors in, in, a, in a playoff series. If, if Kachuk can get in, on, in the head of any one of these top three Colorado forwards, the series is over quickly. Uh, this guy can just be a thorn in, in people's sides and when you got like Sam Bennett and all those kinds of guys who can add some sandpaper and skill, I really like this uh, Calgary forward group and it, it's hard not to pick them here.
1: Yeah, to me, this is no debate. I mean, the, the top line speaks for itself. One of the best all year um, from, all, from all aspects. You're going to have Goudreau and Monaghan carrying the torch, and it might be good enough to neutralize that first unit of, uh, of Colorado's. I know that's a very potent unit, maybe the best in the league, but this Monaghan-Goudreau unit is nothing to snuff at either, and, and Linholm was fit like a glove on that line. It's just that trade worked perfectly for Calgary thus far. And, uh, you know, that first line, you get the second line. You got Backlund, who's a great two-way forward. You got Kachuk, who's the best next to Mark in entire NHL. He's going to get under the skin of those of those stars on on the abs for sure. Um, <coughs> I don't think a guy like uh, that fourth line, I don't think a Derek Ryan gets enough respect. That Mangia Pawnee guy,
0: oh, the center there on the fourth get line, real. he doesn't
1: get enough respect. No one on that fourth line gets enough respect. I think they're going to dominate a line of Brassard no and Andrew way. Ghetto. This, this is, come on, these Brassard and Nieto and Comfort, these guys are like waiver players who should just be flung on the waiver wire from team to team. They don't have any, they have nothing on this third and fourth line as far as I'm concerned. Um, they're going to get pummeled to the ground as far they, as I'm they concerned. Can this is skate. They they can't skate. Derek Brassard can't find a home. This guy's been oh shipped God. to team to team to team to team. Tyson Yost just has not has not thrived as the player we thought he'd be to this point. I mean I'm just I'm I'm am just disappointed. It's been the same story all year for these guys. Like I told you from the get go, this team doesn't have enough depth. You know through all four lines, and and it's shown with this third and fourth line. I mean. I'm just I'm just not a fan this is still a one-line team and it's much more of a one-line team than Calgary I'm sorry Calgary is just be- better built top to bottom and I and I think it speaks for itself with the 107 points they've accumulated all year so to me this is probably the most um you know m- most of a gap in all three of these categories the forwards mm. and uh yeah I mean to me this is no debate
0: so what's the final verdict here
1: all, all together
0: yep oh, Calgary's
1: winning this series.
0: How many games Cal-
1: Calgary's gonna win this series in uh, Calgary's gonna win this series in
0: five <laughs> you know I was at a lunch I was at lunch with a coworker today and I put five whole dollars down. Of course you did that Colorado will take this series and blow the bubble of all those idiots in Calgary. I cannot wait. Colorado in seven. Give me character, give me top-end skill, and give me goaltending. And sprinkle in a little bit of kale on the side of my plate there, Nick. I'm taking (laughs) Colorado. I'm ready to go to bat for this team. No one had them going anywhere against Nashville. They took them to six games with their backup goaltender. I'm ready for anything here. This this team's got got the will and the heart, and Calgary's going to choke. I'm calling it right now. My hey, line
1: I think it'd be great if that happened and and you know i've I've you know i've I've come to like this Colorado team more this year than any year in the past, but I <clears> mean <throat> and it would be a great story and it would be great for the fans and the media there, and it's probably what I'd want despite being a Canadian, but uh how to think rationally, rationally and not with uh rose color I think you're doing here. And uh, you just got to pick the better team, and to me, that's Calgary, without a doubt.
0: Well, Nick, what I, the, my rule on this bracket this year is, I'm going to allow myself to follow my heart once in this first round, and this is a heart pick. So this is the this is my heart pick out of the way. So the rest of it is just going to be pure. Do you logic. feel bad doing that against a Canadian team, though? No, absolutely not. I have Why no not? I have no allegiance to Calgary at all. I, I, I simply don't think they have a good enough team to, to actually win it So I don't give a shit when they're out I just don't I, I've never liked Calgary I don't like a single forward on this team You'd think I might like Monaghan Because he's a good Canadian kid I don't, I never have This guy can go take a hike But Nick we gotta move on in, in the sake of time Yes San Jose Vegas And I cannot yes. wait to dive into this Baby, here we go <laughs> So Just a quick little note before we get in, a little summary. San Jose receiving no love in this series. Vegas has the roster to seriously flex on these San Jose Sharks. San Jose will have a hard time keeping up with the pace. Okay, Okay. goaltending. Flurry versus Martin Jones. Boy, it's not much of a conversation here, Nick. It's really hard to go against Flurry, he's got the experience. He's got outstanding character. And uh, although the numbers haven't been so amazing statistically this year, I mean, uh, let's face it, Martin Jones and Aaron Dell have posted worse numbers. They're both below 900 save percentage and above a 2.9. Uh, so that's, that's terrible. Uh, to me, quite simply, quite plainly, it's not even close when it comes to goaltending. The one X factor here, Fleury has had a little bit of health trouble and uh, if he does run into injury concern then uh, I don't like Malcolm Subban too much so uh, here I must say it's all Vegas in terms of goaltending Well I did this
1: conversation the last few episodes and it's come to light recently with the statistics I've brought on the show with, with how San Jose's 31st Percentage and how it's like an eight ninety one, and, and it's just brutal for for San Jose, and it's hard to win. It's it I can't remember a team winning the cup with the thirty first best save per, percentage. Like it just that just doesn't happen. Mm. But I if there is one reassuring thing here, it's it's that Martin Jones. If you look at his playoff games, he's got like a nine twenty six save percentage. Like he's got close to 30 games played, 926. That's oh, I don't know what the script is with this guy. If he he's just not a tryhard during the regular season, and then he just turns it on in the playoffs, and and we've seen him do it. He led them to a Cup final. You know, you got to credit where credits due. That's a hard thing to do, and and he did it with with San Jose just a few. As much hate as he's been getting, and he deserves the hate because I've watched a lot of these games, and these are just bad goals that are going in. This could be a different guy in the playoffs, so I want tier, and and I think they deserve it. With Flurry, he's the, one of the best of of our of our generation of watching hockey. He's simply one of the best. You know, he's going to give you a hundred percent every night. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let bad goals in. You're going to have to earn your goals against this guy. So I think he gets the edge, but I don't think it's as large a gap as people are saying, with with yeah. just how much better flurry is i really believe it's a small gap just because martin jones has a history of turning it on come
0: just last word on that nick i think it's uh it's a huge gap because flurry was right on track to be a a con Smythe finalist there in 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 the finals so i don't think Flurry's done anything to to show us it's not a huge gap but let's uh let's move on to defense really quick here yeah and you know what he also lost
1: he lost the gig to matt murray let's not forget that come on
0: oh yeah i know but that's like the writing was fire the writing was was on the wall that flurry was like he was on his way out you know the contract and the young goalie of the future of course of course he's he's gonna they're gonna give murray some. and who knows
1: about his health i don't know what who like what is his situation like he missed like he 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 lost mitch his playoffs this guy straight up just pieced out for the last 4 weeks of the season. Like he played one game. He's played one game between Nick. the regular season when when he came back. Like that's a little concerning.
0: You're you're really grasping at straws here. It doesn't sound too good. What are you you're talking re- about? You're really gra- you're you're t- really trying to justify San Jose has a chance in this category. They don't. They just don't.
1: <laughs> I'm just I I just said Fleury's better, but
0: the gap's small, the gap's small. It's not we small. We just talked Let's about how on. they have a worse goalie tandem in the league. Let's move on. In the here.
1: regular season, in the regular season.
0: Yeah, that means something, so doesn't it? maybe he just
1: doesn't try. Maybe he doesn't okay.
0: try. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe Fleury's not trying, and he's got like a 950 up his rear end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, defense. Now you might. This is this might shock you, Nick. So I, I, we talked about this. San Jose has a league worst save percentage. 26th best goals against. Uh, they have an awful penalty kill. The only saving grace here is their Corsi, surprisingly. I don't know how. Uh, they do have some name brand star power that outshines Vegas on the score sheet here. Now, Eric Carlson will play game one. That's like 90%. He said he'd be ready to go, whether he's ready or not. Um, but it's it's solid numbers all around for Vegas. Uh, there's, it's, they've had a bit of a struggling penalty kill over the last 25 games, but, you know, nothing to get too excited over. Uh, they don't have the name brand guys on defense that San Jose does. And, um, you know, they don't have top end skill that's going to fill the net, but they deliver the puck really up the ice really well. And they have an adequate defense. Uh, The, the, how it breaks down for me, Nick, and this is one of those situations where you have to look at it, uh. Not as objectively as you as you'd think. If you believe in throwing away regular season numbers, I think you'd take the San Jose defense. Now, in this case, I do believe in that scenario, and I look at the name power on this defense, and I look at what Carlson has been able to do in the playoffs and what he's capable of doing. and i'm I'm relatively comfortable, even though all these stats are in my face, to give the defense a slight edge to San Jose because of just those awesome, awesome players they have back there.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, the numbers don't, don't lie. I mean, the, the coursey wise this is the best defensive team in all of hockey. Which and doesn't make you... sense. Oh, of course it makes sense.
0: No, well, it doesn't. How does that not make sense? It doesn't, because they're so bad defensively. So they're, they're... No, they
1: aren't bad defensively. They're amazing defensively. They just give up a lot of goals because the goalie.
0: Oh, it, right? so it's I all. I thought on the we goalie. went over this. It's all the, on the goal. They, they are. It's not they all. In the... So they're they're giving up a lot of high quality chances. Then
1: no, they're giving up low quality chances, and the goalie's letting them in. <laughs> Nick, What? <Well,
0: laughs> so how are you fucking arguing over the over the gap not being too big when you just said this entire league worse, Nick? League it's worse, and you're saying season. it's all goalie. It's imp- you can't just erase a league worse save percentage. That means something.
1: Not so, when the goalies clutch. Some goalies just clutch when the when the when the mm, lights shine on them, they they play clutch.
0: This is like saying Tampa Bay is not that great offensively in the playoffs because they went cold against Washington.
1: Okay, we're getting off topic. We Defense. are you're this getting is, crazy. Here. This is an amazing team at suppressing shots against, suppressing high scoring chance <sighs> okay, shots against. Okay. You look at the team itself, it's Despite those, despite the stats, I'm concerned about this defense because oh. Vlasic, Vlasic has not had a Vlasic season. You Ooh. watch his games; he's making mistakes that he wouldn't make two years ago. He has—he doesn't look the same in my mind. A uh, a Brett Burns, I've talked about this a tons of times on the show. Brett Burns is a bad defenseman. He's a—he just—he makes bad decisions. He pinches when he doesn't have to pinch. He, sometimes he thinks too much on the off- offensive side of the game. And he just gets caught, and and I don't want that happening in the playoffs. He's he concerns me as much as he is my favorite player. And Eric Carlson, it's all about the groin. How's the groin gonna hold up? He's Mm. played one game. Said he wasn't the quotes from the last game said he wasn't. He was just taking it easy. Like you, I don't care who you are. You gotta at least try and and try to see what your body can give you. Don't just take it easy going into the playoffs. That's just a very chill mindset. I'm just not behind that. So those are three question marks there on the back end, and those are their three best defensemen, undisputedly. So I have concerns about the defense on San Jose, despite the statistics. And I look at the Vegas defense, and and I I think it's solid all the way through. I like uh, like the character of a Derek Englund. I like the puck-moving ability of a Schmidt and a Fedor. I like the physicality of a Miller and a mcnab i mean i i what are you laughing about
0: it's just funny hearing you say these names
1: they don't they don't they don't sound good they don't, they're not name brand is that right no
0: they, they're it's not that it's just they sound like such like you know you hire this guy as a painter kind of thing schmidt <laughs> mcnab like build my fence <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyways,
1: these guys—they've showed me a lot in the past year. I mean, I was bullish on LA last year, and they—they oh, they straight up shut out my LA Kings. I mean, what was the stat, Kyle? The LA Kings scored something like two goals the whole oh, yeah. series.
0: It was awful. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was just yeah. brutal.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, these—these they, these are tested defensemen. These are guys who led this team to a Cup final last year. I know it may not be his name brand as San Jose, but they're—they're they're just reliable. Like they're just solid. Guys, they're, they're like a team full of three defensemen. Number three defensemen, top to bottom. And, and I believe if they can all just play to a minimum standard, they'll be just fine.
0: Mm. Nice, 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 nice. So you, you give the edge to Vegas?
1: Based on all the surrounding circumstances, the injury to Carlson, mm. my personal gripe with Burns, Vlasic and Braun not really playing to their standard. It's it's crazy to say given the numbers, but I kinda wanna give the the slight edge
0: to Vegas. Yeah. Okay. So offense. Now I'm just gonna again name a couple studs here that we have on the on the forward group. Uh San Jose, Couture, Pavelski, Kane, Meyer. That's it. Studs on Vegas. Marcioso, Stone, Stastny, Pacioretty, Carlson, Nick. This is pathetic. What we're looking at on this San Jose team is just pathetic. On paper, it's not even close. Vegas has been a top 10 team all season on offense. I know San Jose gets their goals as well, but uh, Vegas has been even better recently. Uh, their power play has been a sore spot for whatever reason. They can't figure that out quite yet. But, man, you like that's the top of the line. Now, you look at their their bottom of the pack here. They got one of the best fourth lines in hockey. I mean, Ryan Reeves, you want to go up against a guy like that in a playoff series? I sure as hell don't. And then I look at the San Jose group, and I, I'm sorry if I, if I start yawning here, but they just seem slow. And they seem old. It's like the LA Kings of last year. I'm calling it right now. This team's going to get absolutely skated out their teeth. You see Vegas. You just think, oh, these guys are speedsters. These guys are going to play a fast game. And then you just like, oh, Jesus Christ. This San Jose team cannot keep up. So I, 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 it's not even close for me. Offense, Vegas. Vegas all the way.
1: I mean, you acquire Mark Stone. What else can be said? The, yeah. the, like I said, the, he's the ultimate tryhard of the NHL. <laughs> That's the, not a good guy way to just, put it. He gives you a, every an A effort every <laughs> night. The guy's just he's a, he's made for the playoffs. He's just he's just one of those players like Kachuk you just want on your playoff roster. Mm. And and Pacioretty, I don't really like Patchetti. I'll be honest,
0: I I don't by. really
1: like him. But but I think I think Stone adds a lot to that second line last year so they get him slotted in there to stable center position Ryan Carpenter center in, in San Jose I loved him in San Jose now Vegas has him he he slots in great Alex Tuck he's been demoted to that third line ever since they got Stone and ready. I think he's been slotted in great on that third line it just adds more depth and and Kyle what can be what else can be said about the fourth line <clears throat> the hits he delivers that's arguably the entire NHL. That fourth line of Belmar, Carrier, Reeves. I expect them to be aggressive on the forecheck, destroy Carlson's groin, just just be tough on him, you know? Like, just shoot on into the zone and just smoke those guys, those Vlasics and those Carlsons. That, that fourth line scares me. I would not want to play against them. And I didn't even mention the first line. I mean, everyone knows that Carlson, Mark, just so Smith, it's just fantastic chemistry top to bottom. So, uh, I mean, I don't I don't even want to get into San Jose's forwards cuz to me Vegas just it's 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 non-debatable here. No.
0: So, final verdict time, Nick. Is this going to be a tough call for you?
1: Not as tough as I thought it was going to be to be honest. But but I still think it's going to be close. I I think despite how you may feel about Vegas, I still think San Jose is gonna make it a close series, right? I think there's there's too much character on that team, Kyle, mm. to just make it a short series. Like Joe in five games. The guy's not. He's 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 a legend. He's the legend of the NHL. The legend of the NHL's team does not just get ousted in four or five games, okay? Can't Peter can Peter DeBoer, who I consider the smartest coach in the NHL. He's not going Jeez. down in four or five games. He's going he's gonna to make a plan. He's going to sit in his office and, and draft up a game plan against this Vegas team. And, mm. and he's going he's gonna to have his team make a long run. Uh, just get, get with his with his strategizing so I don't think this is gonna be as short a series as as you and the pundits might think
0: okay so what, how what do you say in how many games
1: I'm going seven games this is going seven games wow and and I gonna win this series until I got up this morning and and I know it's an overused quote It says one thing in the heart know what I'm saying and to me this is very very tough for me to say but I to go with my mind Vegas
0: wow 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 you're shocked that hurts doesn't it
1: I mean mine but some, like again, I learned a lot last year. You know, I went with the Kings. That was my team, and watching those games, the way it was just, it was terrible to watch. It was, it was painful, 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 painful. And and you mentioned, I don't think the similarities similarities are quite as there. I think there's some differences here and there. Um, but to me, the Vegas team just looks too complete. I said it when they got stone at the deadline. That trade catapulted them to the top of my power rankings. If there's one concern I have, it's that they've been playing like shit to end the year, like really, really bad. But again, no flurry. So that that changes a lot.
0: Mm. I'm going to make it nice, quick, and simple. No more suffering. Vegas and five. Their goalies and offense crush San Jose. And their defense has been better statistically, anyways. So it's not going to be close for me, Nick. I think it's just going to be Vegas taking over, and uh, just running the gauntlet on this team. And this team's going to have so, a hard look in the mirror and 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 really figure out something to do here because things are going to look bad for San Jose after this series.
1: So you're so like Eric Carlson's gone, Joe Thornton's
0: retired. Like, is that what you're calling here? Uh I think it's gonna depend. Like, it's gonna depend on whether Eric Carlson stays. If he stays, I think maybe Joe Thornton's got one more year. Right, but
1: how do you st- how do you stay after getting smoked in the first round in five games?
0: You know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, they, they don't really have a lot of young guys that it's are. Not good. to
1: mention, you missed half the season with an injury.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. The, it's, and the, it's and bad. the
1: Thornton character, the Thornton character is forty years old this <clears throat> summer.
0: Oh yeah, like I don't think he should be playing anymore personally hmm. but you know if if he wants to I guess there's always a spot for him but yeah I, I think that series is, is toast absolute toast hmm. we should move on yes Nashville versus Dallas Nick I don't Ooh. think I don't think we're gonna be fighting too much on this one actually
1: this is the most I'm calling it right now this is the most yawn of a series oh, of them boy. all,
0: I had that. I had that exact quote in my notes. I will not in my tune notes. in
1: for a second of
0: this series. Yeah, and that's exactly how Dallas go. likes it.
1: It's gonna come and go, and the winner's gonna move on, and then we're gonna see what happens. But yeah. this series is just gonna come and go.
0: Yeah, so let's 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 run through these. We'll give it its uh, its justice here. Goal tending. Now, to me, this one's not all that difficult ben bishop has had an unbelievable season behind a tight defense uh his 934 save percentage is pretty crazy uh and i know he's got some a lot of injury concerns he's been in and out of the lineup and uh you know he he does get injured a lot he's one of those goalies that's you know you can't trust him but luckily their backup kudobin has been excellent as well now rene's had a quite a below average season by his standards uh, not all bad, but, you know, 30 wins, 918, 242. They're gr- it's a great average season, but for him it's a little bit low. But uh, this goaltender's been known to stumble in the playoffs a little bit. So, I mean, to me, it's not really much of a contest. You look at B- Ben Bishop uh, and Kadoban and I just say this is pretty easily Dallas, uh, Dallas winning this one here.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I like the tandem. I, I like tandems, and, and and you could rightfully say it's two good tandems. I mean, Soros is nothing to stuff snuff at. Yeah. And and Rene Rene is Rene, but the 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 errors, the the struggles in the playoffs have been well documented with him. You could say he lost Game Seven for his team. He lost it. And uh, Bishop, I know he doesn't have too much of a resume in the playoffs, but you're right. The numbers speak for themselves. You have a save percentage north of 9.30. Kudobin, I believe, might have the most character of any backup in the league. I, I really like this guy. I I know the fan base there in, in Dallas has kind of taken a, a loving for him. He's he's just a really lovable guy that everyone on the team seemed to rally around. Hmm. And and the guy plays goalie like a football player. Like He just looks like a football player in the net there. <laughs> I, I love the wow. way he plays the game. He's not technically sound, but he just finds a way to stop the puck. Just punches at it and, and and it it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've liked this tandem all year. I've been riding them in fantasy, just spot starts when I need a Kudobin spot start. He's been solid all year. Yeah. Um this is and I think it a lot has to do with the, the way their defense plays and, and how they suppress high percentage scoring chances. But the numbers speak for themselves. I think it's the second best save percentage in the league next to the Islanders. And so if you have the second best save percentage in the league, I think I'm gonna give you the edge. So I got Dallas in this one.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's an interesting battle between two defensive juggernauts, and we'll get into the defense now. And uh, as you said, Dallas is second in goals against average. Nashville's fourth. Uh, let's face it, they can both defend out the wazoo. Uh, Klingberg and Heiskanen on Dallas, they lead the pairings offensively and are complemented well by Lindell and, and guys like Lovejoy. Um but let's, you know, that that's one thing. They're well coached. They're tight and all that. But uh, if you look at it on paper, their top four doesn't hold a candle to the Nashville top four. And that needs no explaining. Nashville hasn't had to sacrifice as much offense to get their good defense. Dallas sits 29th in goals four per game. So um, their defensive system is coming at the cost of goals. And I think Nashville's better able to... Uh, to get their pucks up to the up to the forwards and you know flex their muscles offensively while still being great defensively. So um, yeah, this one's pretty easy to me as well, Nick. I, Dallas's defense is no slouch. I, I like what they can do. I, I love guys like Heiskanen and Klingberg, but uh, look at the star power on Nashville. It's not really a debate here for me. They're able to defend. They're able to score. Give me Nashville in this defense. Yeah,
1: I won't make this long. I mean, this this is a team that's built on defense. They, they, they just are. They always have been. And I'm talking about Nashville. It's just they, they've always had that depth. That's their calling card. Uh, the Roman Yossi, who has emerged as a star in the league. Mm. A Ryan Ellis, who since his days in junior has just been a, a full of character, great, undersized, but just a great defenseman, both offensive, offensively and defensively. Suban, the character of Suban. The playoff runs he's been on with Montreal and now in Asheville, Matthias Ekholm, who has solidified himself as a as a you know just a marquee defenseman in the league. Maybe doesn't get as much love as those other guys, but nonetheless, still a big presence. Um, that top four is as good, if not better, than any other top four in the entire league. Mm. And I'm not even going to get into the Dallas names just because I look at that defense and it it's it's too good. And, and the mm-hmm. reality is it doesn't matter who's playing fifth and sixth on their D. Those two lines, they're going to get a lot of ice time. Those two lines, they're going to play 47 to 48 minutes. of. That's how much they're going to play. So given mm-hmm. that's the case, I just have too much faith in them.
0: Agreed. Yeah, that's not much of a debate there. So we'll move over to offense. Now, this one to me, to me, Nick, is, is maybe even further because let me just go through the studs here on uh, on the top top of the end here Johansson, Arvidson, Forsberg, Turris and Granlund uh, and then on the Dallas side Sagan, Rajlov and Ben now I don't even want to talk about this Dallas forward group it's a joke no wonder they have to implement this system no wonder the coach said you know what we have to do this or else we're not going to win because Nick when when you look below those three guys and obviously, there's guys like Spetza and all that. But the depth on this team is a just a joke. You th- you think uh, Colorado's a one line team? These guys have nothing. There's guys, there's guys on this team that I have never heard of. There's a higher percentage of guys on this team I've never even seen ever than any other team. Now you you move over to Nashville. Uh, you've got obviously those guys at the top. there it's a it's a solid top four group up there, but you look at the bottom and you got guys like Simmons, Boyle, Benino back there, Austin Watson down your roster. these are the kind of guys that win playoff games. Not to mention X Factor Alerts, a sneaky stat. Arvidson has scored at a 50 goal pace. He's got 34 goals in 58 games. This guy has been a fucking terror out there. So I, I, this is just no contest. And where are you, Jamie Ben? Like what an awful season. I, I don't know what, uh, the, the owner must've got to him, but he was playing like shit even before that. He's just taken a, taken a year off here, Nick, taken a year off. So without their captain leading the way, what, what can they do? They can't do anything.
1: No, you said it right. I mean, there's guys on this Dallas <clears> team Going into this year, I had never heard of. Who is Jason Dickinson? (laughs) Who is Rupe Hines? Oh, that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Rupert. (laughs) How did you get in the NHL with your first name being Rupert? (laughs) Justin Dowling. Oh, Where are these guys from? I've never heard of these guys. What Europe has come off? What boat did you just come off? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, uh schmuck squad of a of a front line, and I don't care who you are. Coaching can only get you so far in the league, in your systems, and I don't care what, what game plan you draw up. At the end of the day, the star power up front is what's going to get you through. Guys like Brian Boyle, Wayne mm. Simmons, these calling card names who've had these long runs in the playoffs, who've grizzled veterans, who've been scarred through the playoffs. Oh That's who God. I want to put my money on. Even a Kyle Turris had a run with Ottawa recently. Yeah. Uh, Johansson. I mean, he, he just had a run. Philip Forsberg. These are tested veterans. Nashville's mm-hmm. not new to this scene. They've no. made the playoffs consecutively for a number of years. They know what the expectation is. Let's not get home ice in this series. Nashville, Bridgestone Arena, of course, being one of the most toughest places to win a game as a can be overlooked or in the series. I, I, I think all that kind of cumulatively makes this an easy pick for me. And, and mm-hmm. so the forwards get a thumbs up and, and all in all, I like Nashville. I, I like Nashville in the series I don't, I'm not really too sure how long it goes. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that Nashville will win this game in, 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 it will win the series in six games.
0: Mm. I actually have that exact number as well, Nick. And again, just a note here, long, boring games. Uh, Dallas will win two home games simply by shutting the oxygen off in the building. And uh, Nashville will have their way for the rest of it. So Pretty easy pickings there, my friend, and we will move on to Winnipeg versus St. Louis, which will tug on the heartstrings of both parties involved here. Mm. My goodness, I, I have my quick note before I got into my my notes here is a truly thought-provoking pick, and not an easy series by any means. So, let's get into it. Goal tending. So it's such a interesting matchup here. You have a, a recent Vesna winner, the most recent Vesna winner, versus a young up and comer who can do no wrong. Seemingly, it's a tough call. So Hellebuck has been meh all year. He's been rocking a nine thirteen, a two ninety with thirty four wins. Now he's shown he can do great things in the past, but we haven't really seen that this year. And uh, just a little note here, Nick. About to talk about Young Binny here. Hellebuck is the exact same age as Young Binnington. Now, from hmm. Richmond Hill, Ontario, Young Binny has taken the league by storm.
1: He's wow! Since three-on-three, three, eh? He's been playing three-on-three <laughs> three there in Richmond Hill, eh?
0: Exactly. That's where he got his come-up <laughs> as a three-on-three right. three duster, scouted by whatever <laughs> OHL team he was on. But Nick, I gotta, I gotta rain on the parade here a little bit. Now I, I I did I did I did say took the league by storm, but he's unproven in the NHL, which makes me a little bit weary of trusting him in the playoffs. Uh, and a quick highlight here, thing something to note: Binnington has not won a playoff series since 2013, when he was in the OHL. He's played in nice. 10, 10 playoff games in the AHL over five years. Yikes. So if you want to talk about a guy unproven, you can double underline that and bold it for Young Bennington here. Um, But at the same time, all that said, you can't simply flush what he's done this year. So uh, by a very hair slight margin, I will give it to Young Bennington over the Connor Hellebuck because he's, I mean, it's been a good sample size, Nick, from what I've seen. The guy's a good goaltender the the resume proves it he's been good in the in the AHL so it's just he's a little unproven but he's been so good i got to give him the edge yeah i
1: mean it goes without saying who i'm going to go with here the guy literally won my fantasy championship for me he he wrestled away the starting job from 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 the the young Jake Allen there and uh and it, 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 the numbers speak for themselves. He's got a GAA in the 170s. He's got a save percentage like in the nine high 920s. I mean, the guy the guy's a certified stud. I know it's a, I know it's a short sample size, but the reality is, when you're a goaltender for the St. Louis Blues, you only have to be so good. You know, Hellebuck he might have to steal this series to to win it for Winnipeg, whereas where St. Louis he just Benny, Benny just has to be average. You know, and, and when you just got to be average, it's, it's, it's a pretty safe standard that you got to meet. And so I think Benny will pass that test with, with flying colors here. I think the defense will make it easy for him. And, uh, I mean, I'm just going to stick with my guns. He's, he's been proving me wrong all year and, uh, I'm going to ride Benny on this one.
0: Mm. All right. Moving on to defense. And I've got a caveat here, but I'll, I'll talk about that right at the end of my little segment. Uh, So I I don't know. St. Louis, I think they have an underrated defense. I think they have a physical defense, save for a guy like Vince Dunn, who's a bit on the uh, more mobile side. Now, overall, they're not super great on their skates. But uh, when I look over at the other end, you see Winnipeg, and they're so solid on D. They're so balanced all around. Morrissey, Bufflin, Truba, Myers, it's an excellent top four, and they can rumble with you physically, they can play the, the skill game. Uh, just a couple numbers here, Winnipeg sits 15th in goals against average, St. Louis sits 5th, now that's lar- largely sparked by the play of Young Bennington. and uh, in the case of Winnipeg, I think losing Bufflin and Morrissey for so long, as we've talked about, definitely affects that goals against number. Um, but uh, I, I'll go to bat for this Winnipeg defense any day. The wild card is health, Nick, for me on this Winnipeg defense. I, I think they trump St. Louis, um, you know, 10 nights out of 10. But uh, in particular, Morrissey's health. And, and he, he's he been out, he's been injured, we expect him to come back. But if Morrissey's back and he's healthy, I think uh, I think Winnipeg has a good shot of having the better defense here. And uh, Morrissey and Bufflin are, are are definitely going to play a big role in that. And as we've said, Morrissey's underrated, and uh, he'll be able to take it to this team. So I I like the Winnipeg defense here.
1: Yeah, I mean, say what you want about the Winnipeg, the true calling card of this St. Louis team, and and what really it's their identity. It is their it is it is on the team, and and that's their defense. It's it's too soft. It is so hard to get in front of the net on this team. Uh, They they clear the crease well for Binny. They make his job really easy. Um, That's why he only faces, you know, very low percentage shots. These are just big guys, big brutes that make it very tough on other forwards. I mean, Petrangelo can go up against a first line. Um Done. He might not be as big as those other guys, but he's proven he can be a puck-moving defenseman. He's a, a stud on the power play. He's he's arguably their first top de- defenseman on the power play. Uh, presence on the power play. They love putting him on either that first or second unit. You know, he's going to dish the puck around. Um, to me, it's just a, it's a certified defense. A Bomeister and a Bortuzzo round out that defense. The five-six pairing there. It's it, there's too much to have to talk about this defense anymore I have too much faith in them and, and I can't see them letting down the Blues in this series
0: hmm okay Nick on to offense then again I'll go st- quickly go through a couple studs here O'Reilly Tarasenko, Shen and Schwartz for the Blues and then you got Shifley, Wheeler Connor, Ehlers Hayes and Linea for the Winnipeg Jets Um, here's the thing nick in my mind if and i know winnipeg's been on a slide but if each of these players if the st louis players and the winnipeg players they all play their game and they play to the best of their ability it's advantage winnipeg by a comfortable margin shifley showed us last year what he can do in the playoffs he was on pace for a a con Smythe winning playoff run if he didn't get thwarted by flurry in vegas um to me this the forwards and this this is how i've always thought of winnipeg it's the perfect blend of size and skill uh you see guys down the lineup who can really throw the body you've got perot who's a great guy to mix it up with cop these kind of guys and i'll tell you if line finds his touch it's not even close in this series offensively like we're talking about a winnipeg team with line a being an idiot if line A can be line a, like 40 goal line a, like give me that, then uh, then he's going to be an absolute weapon. And and regardless, it's going to be a weapon on the power play. So I, I will say that, but uh, to credit uh, St. Louis here, the big wild card in this series to me is Ryan O'Reilly. And how can he influence this game and impose his will as, as a, an amazing two-way centerman? Uh, if, if if O'Reilly can find a way to shut down the Shifley line, my goodness, uh, St. Louis has an awesome chance to win this series here. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to give the offensive nod to Winnipeg in this case because of the higher end talent.
1: Yeah, th- this is close. This might be as close a matchup uh, that we've had so far today. <clears throat> in um, just comparing the forwards of, of the Blues and the forwards of, of the Jets. And to me, it, it comes down to that top line versus the top line. I mean, Wheeler and Shifley, you know they're going to be great. I love those guys on and off the ice. Yeah. I, I really do. And, and Riley, it's much documented how beloved he is in my mind and how I, I really believe he might be the smartest player in the entire NHL. Um, he, he doesn't skate very well. He's not pretty. Like the way he skates, it's it's not pretty. Mm. But his two A game and his sense for the game, it's just it's just so savvy and so smart. Him and have have formed into a great duo. Shen has rounded up that line admirably. And when you can bounce a guy like a Jaden Schwartz from the top line to the second line, it just insulates your forward group that much better. He can carry a line on his own. Schwartz is a beast. <clears throat> I, I, I've loved that player for a long time. Uh, the fourth line, you've been able to move guys like Steen down there. You know, this used to be a top six guy. Now he's fit in perfectly with a Barbashev and a Sanford who are just great fourth line guys. Just grinders, <clears throat> physical grinders who you need in the playoffs to succeed. And then the third line, it's, it's kind of a question mark line. You got a Robert Thomas from your hometown of Aurora, Ontario Mm -hmm. who has had us quietly a very good season for the blues a Fabry who you know jury's still out on him and a maroon who while he didn't fit in great at the start of the season he's kind of rounded into form here at the end so to me it's a great forward group but I gotta give respect to Winnipeg as well like I said Wheeler and Shifley at the top um you know, the third and the fourth line, I love the fact you have, you have like an Adam Lowry as your line centerman. Uh, a, a Ross Levick is down there. He can provide some scoring touch. Um, But, you know, the second line, guys like Hayes, you could argue, haven't really fit in quite well. You know, it hasn't really been an instantaneous chemistry situation with guys like Ehlers. Um, so there's a few question marks on both these rosters, but... To me, my familiarity is with the Blues. I love the Blues. I watched all their games. They, they've they shown me too much, and mm. I've got to go with the Blues here on the forward side of things.
0: Alrighty, Nick. Well, final verdict time. Who do you have in a seven-game series?
1: I got the Blues, mm. and I believe this series will go 7 games mm. they are going to roll into the whiteout on game Seven. Ooh, scary and and, and ryan o'reilly will will the team to a victory
0: wow Ooh. now on the other hand nick i knew you'd say that and you knew i'd say this winnipeg in seven games and again close it's going to be physical it's going to be hard it's going to be fast we're going to see goals gonna see goaltending performances it's this series may have it all it has the billings to give us everything and uh, the wild card the x-factor on st. Louis for me is, is O'Reilly the x-factor on Winnipeg is twofold can line a be line a and can Josh uh, Morrissey have a healthy series and if those things happen if one of those things happen for, for Winnipeg, I think they can win. So it's gonna be close. This is one I, I may I may watch if it's on the off night for Colorado, then uh I'll certainly tune in. But this is gonna be a, a an awesome series and we're very excited, very excited. And actually, Nick, that concludes the West. So we did pretty good there.
1: Yeah. No, that that pleasant surprise. I think we split there, right? Two two and two. We're, we're, we got the same prediction on two and, and we disagree on two. so correct. Pretty, pretty solid stuff.